Welcome again, once, uh, welcome once again, everybody, to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I am your tongue-tied comic book host, Illustrator X. I am the Dome, live from Area 51. And I'm Kriana, from Boston. Yay. <laughs> and do we have a show for you guys tonight? You was that a question or a statement? It. Sorry? I said, was that a question or a statement? I think we do have one, actually. We do have quite a show. It may, uh, in fact, be unbelievable. Hopefully it's believable. It may be an unnameable, yay, unspeakable terror <laughs> that will haunt you to the end of your days. Or at least throughout the hour. Yes, we are very pleased to have the... Uh, the hosts of HPPodcraft.com with us. We have a HP Lovecraft-themed episode. And um, we will so be I'm... talking to uh, Chris and Chad shortly. And, and if you want to check out the website, it is blog.hppodcraft.com. Check it out while you're listening or uh, check it out afterwards. We will have their website posted on our website. Do we have it posted yet? No, but no. we probably should. Okay. Um, actually, I have a public service announcement as well. Okay, if, go for it. If you have questions for our guests, there are a couple ways you can ask them live, super live. You can either, if you're listening to us via TalkShoe, just type your question into TalkShoe's built-in chat. But if you're listening through Ustream, if you go to our website, scifisaturdaynight.com, and scroll down to the third dialogue level on the side that says how to interact, there's a link there that will pop up a little chat room, which the Dome, Illustrator X, and I are all in right now. And you can ask your question, and if we deem it worthy, we will ask our guests. Here, here. No magic required. Mm. But let's start off the show um, by answering last week's trivia question. Okay, if we must, we must. It's time, I suppose, <laughs> to declare a winner for last week's trivia question. And the trivia question, just to uh, remind everybody, was uh, after the demise of Dollhouse, the hell is wrong with Fox? <laughs> <laughs> and we decided that we would just leave the comments section open on that for the entire week, and whoever came up with what we thought was the most interesting answer would uh, win. Mm -hmm. We found, however, that there were two different places that people were answering. One was on the podcast itself, where we have some comments, and the other is in the comments section for the trivia questions. So we're going to have to look at both of those. Well, some mm -hmm. people clearly can't follow directions, but, you know. That's okay, because I like Empress Sith anyway. Oh, well, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. No, she answered in the podcast. Uh, so, you want to take a look at those first and go through that? Sure. And, and we can vote on, on our favorite comment. Okay. Well, what, what's the first one we have there? First one is from Empress Sith, who posted it on the 16th. And said, I uh, feel like Fox picks up shows like Firefly, but doesn't support them. It's almost like they're okay with the failure of shows if they have overarching storylines. He called them one of the most successful shows of the past 10 years is Lost, which has a ton of overarching stories. Yeah, good point there. Uh, she then goes on to say, it's not like the viewers can't handle it, and Fox doesn't want to give us, and I like the way she says us, a chance. Oh, yeah, and I love Futurama, and The Simpsons need to go. It needed to go about five years ago. 
so you know, there was a lot of lot of interesting stuff there. Okay. What what's the next comment? The next comment is from Daniel B. Who says, uh, "Very informative. Thank you. Answer to the trivia question: What's wrong with Fox? Answer: Fox is misspelled. It should be smallpox." <laughs> Uh, then quote Serenity now, nice. never give up, never surrender. I've kinda heard like, that one so far. Mm. Kind of like that one too. Uh, Anything that references the brown coats. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Can't stop the signal. Mm. Next. Now we have a, a Mark DB who gave us a bunch of quotes from Wikipedia. Uh, Yeah, but what did Mark D.B. have to say, though? He says, I think Fox is purely looking for a show to start grooming into the next foundation of the network. Um, I don't know. What? Uh, All right. Is that it? How many do we have total? That's number three. Okay. Wasn't there one from a Mr. Washi? Yeah, I like that one, too. Mr. Washi is actually currently on talk show. <laughs> okay, uh, I really like your answer. Two words, Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> oh, now it's a tie between that one and the other one. Hey, he goes on and it gets even better. Fox genuinely doesn't care about story. Whedon does a nice bit of, on Fox and why Firefly was canceled in the special features of the Firefly DVD. They want eyes on the screen fast and don't care about story arcs that take half a season. Fox is the fast food of TV and news networks. Mm, I don't know if I agree with that. House has had some long-ish storylines. Oh, true. True. Yeah, but House doesn't count because all I can see that actor as is is the doofus prince from Blackadder. (laughs) (laughs) So that invalidates House. Oh, I don't know if it invalidates it, but no, no, we're talking the American Dad Network. Come on! Oh God! Oh my God! Please <laughs> don't do that! Please, that's just too painful to think about. Okay. And our final one is from a uh, D train. Uh, politics aside, not much. Fox gave us the X Files, a show that revived science fiction in the nineties. They gave us Firefly, Sarah Connor, and Dollhouse. Yes, the latter three shows failed, but if they had more viewers, they'd still be on the air. That's okay. where he's wrong. Can I say a big X-Files myth? No, you can't. Because Yes, he's... you can. <laughs> <laughs> Curmudgeon, X-Files myth. <laughs> Man, I never got the appeal of the X-Files. And Gillian Anderson, not wrong. that hot. Okay, I'll go, I'll go with you on Gillian Anderson. And David Duchovny, really not that hot. Have you seen his nose? Okay? There was nothing in that show that was worth watching to me. The Lone Gunmen were worth watching, if nothing else. Yeah, and how many episodes did their sh- series have? Oh, not even a season's worth? Oh, I'm I sorry. I know. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> not worth the emotional investment. Right, yeah. Basically, the lone gunman in X Men done X X Men X Files <laughs> done right is called Fringe. Exactly, Fringe is like. Oh, by the way, and not not to detract from the detraction that we're on right now, but <laughs> yes. did you happen to catch this week's Fringe? No, I haven't yet. No spoilers. Oh, oh wrong! So wrong. Although, I heard the Observer was, in fact, in Boston handing out Tabasco sauce, but I did not see him, and I was sorely (laughs) disappointed. Sorely disappointed. I think that the episode was written by, like, the Boston Tourism Board, because it's like, they they mention, oh, Boston, Worcester, Lawrence, Harold. It's amazing. And it's like, what, are we driving out into the Centrum? What's going on? Well, it was was really funny. I, I actually saw the building where my day job is in the season finale of season one, where they were in Charlestown. Did you wave? (laughs) I I actually had to go prove it to myself because I watched it on like a a weekend and I had to go prove it to myself afterwards. I I went looking for the spot and I was like, that's where the secret lab was. (laughs) 
Nice. Nice. Cool. Okay, uh, time to vote, guys. Um, I vote for the second guy who quoted Firefly. Hmm. I gotta go with um with Washi there because he's quoting the you know the Firefly DVD and or the Serenity DVD and and he's right there were some very good points by Joss Whedon in that. Um, come on, tiebreaker. X, I've got to agree with you. Oh. I think he's I think he's dead on. Fox is absolutely the fast food of TV and news, and uh, yeah. frankly. Uh, Having lost 185 pounds and no longer interested in fast food, I find myself genuinely uninterested in Fox right now and what they're doing. No, I would have our, to listener, our listeners are now genuinely interested in how you lost 185 pounds. Uh, that's a whole other story. For a whole <laughs> other time. Okay, so congratulations, Mr. Washi and uh, Kriana. Tell him what he won. What did he win? Oh, he won the Tracy Lee Quinn art book. You lucky, oh, lucky listener, you. I got to tell you, that's, that's a that is a nice art. Yeah. So at some, at some point during the next week, I will contact you and ask you for your address. And sooner rather than later, you will receive the wonderful book by the beautiful Tracy Lee Quinn in the mail. And we'd like to have Tracy Lee on in the next couple of weeks. Oh, we will. We will. I definitely want to. <laughs> We're not done with her. Well, well, we do have some other guests coming up in the next few weeks. Um, among them, Steve Kenson, uh, the game designer and graphic novelist. Um, yes, yes, yes. Will be on uh, December 5th. Uh, we will also have Frankie B. Washington and his partner on in these, the next two episodes following that for their children's sci-fi series, Marooned on Mogo. It's the Sci-Fi Saturday Night Story arc. It is indeed. <laughs> How will it end? With lots Nobody of prizes. Knows. Hopefully prizes. <laughs> prizes are great. Yeah. Okay. So can I talk about now my discovery of the week? You may. My I discovery suppose. of the week is an NBC web series called Control, C-T-R-L, which is about a guy, just a guy, who is, you know, your average cube geek. I love it. <laughs> and you know he works for a douchebag I love it even more <laughs> he's in love with his boss's assistant and you know his boss throws a football at him and makes him spill his nest tea onto his keyboard and something about this particular formulation of nest tea turns it into a magical keyboard where the key commands actually work in real life so hmm. When he hits Control-Z, the last thing he did, he zapped back in time to right before he did it. Nice. Very cool. It, it so- starts out and he's like, oh my god, they're five-minute episodes, basically. Mm-hmm. And it basically shows, you know, how his boss's assistant, he decides, you know, one episode he's going to tell her how, how he feels about her. And he tells her, and the first time it goes mm-hmm. great, and they kiss and it's wonderful and then you know his boss is like okay get back to work and she's like well you'll have to wait for the second kiss and then he says but wait let's do this again and the second time he totally blows it and then he just blows it over and over it's almost painful but it's so quirky because you never know exactly how the keys are going to react I mean undo is pretty straightforward but there's control home. What does that do? I'm not going to spoil it for you. There's also control alt delete, which I love. Yeah, which, which is the last, well, most recent episode was in fact control oh. alt delete. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, the old Stephen King story, uh, Word Processor of the Gods. You ever read that? Mm-hmm. I know, I didn't. They they yeah. made a, a new Twilight Zone episode out of it. Um, basically, a kid figures out a way to improve his word processor. And this is back in the 1980s when computers were the size of city blocks. And uh, he basically anything he types into his computer happens. Nice. And so this guy's like, hmm, never liked my wife. Beep. <laughs> delete. They, they do do a delete. They do control X cut. They do copy and paste. 
Uh, so so it's, it's just interesting how, how it works and how it affects his life. And mm -hmm. So that's our sci-fi pick of the week? That's my sci-fi pick of the week. I don't know if we have another. Excellent. But, you know, it's like 20 minutes or so mm -hmm. to watch the five episodes that they've got out, or five or ten, something like that. It looks nice. like there are ten right now, plus a blooper reel on Hulu. Uh. But, but you have to so, look for CTRL instead of the word mm -hmm. control, obviously. Um, that's excellent. My sci-fi pick of the week, and this is a sh shameless self-promoting plug. Ladies and gentlemen, the first episode of Skullduggery is finally out. You can go to witchesversusvampires.com. That's witchesvsvampires.com. And look at this uh, cartoon I've been working on for the last few months, which is basically all the classic movie monsters in space. Are there mummies? There will be. Awesome. Mummies are so underrepresented. I know. Daddies, too. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you've got the mummy, but, like, it's the mummy. Can anyone take Brendan Fraser seriously? No. 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 And for good reason. I mean, I'm not. I'm yeah, I mean, there's, they, no, no, there's absolutely but, no reason to take him seriously. No, but the original Boris Karloff film, ho, 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 ho. What oh, an amazing Scary. film. Scary. Yeah. Congratulations, so, Zach. And I'm glad that came through for you and it's uh, well yeah. worth watching, well worth looking at. Yep. I'm going there Thank right you. now. No, just kidding. <laughs> but after the show, I'll be going there. Oh. Well, thank you very much. You're the science fiction pick of the week that I have is an announcement by NBC. Ooh, another NBC. That Chuck is returning to the schedule in January. Woohoo! Yeah! Uh, there have been some uh, streamlines to it, but it does look that it's coming back fairly well intact. And... Uh, that, to me, was one of the better uh, alternate fiction, science fiction shows around because it was really based in reality. Chuck right. is one of the more awesome shows on TV right now. And they really get into it with the, with the Save More website and stuff. If you've never been there, <sighs> it's a little bit... It's like How I Met Your Mother, if you never watched that. Basically, they make every single website that they mention on the show. And Chuck is kind of like that, but more immersive. It's like the, um, oh, what was the master's politician on Doctor Who? What was his name? Oh, uh, Saxon. Yes, Harold Saxon. He had his own website, too. And I just love it when, when shows do that, because it's just so cool. In January, yeah. when Chuck goes on, we should see if we can get a list of all the websites and post it as one of our posts Absolutely. so that uh, the listeners can actually uh, go in and, and uh, see all the different websites. I think that would be cool. Speaking of January. Speaking of uh, January. Speaking of January, um, January. For those two people who are still watching Smallville at this point. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say for those two people who are listening to the show, and I was like, you're right. Sorry. No, no, two million, <laughs> but uh, be positive. Right. But uh, no, last night was the, uh, was the closer for Smallville until it comes back in January. Oh, and, I, I was so hoping he would just I, leave it no, at that. No, take, take your head out of the oven, Dome. Oh, uh, oh, all is well. It will Lord. return. But <laughs> no. we're hoping by the end of the series that Tom Willing will have learned to act. But what's very nice is that they had a preview for the show that's going to air in January. Oh, my God. It's the Justice Society of America. When they showed the Golden Age Sandman, they showed Dr. Fate, and they showed the Golden Age Hawkman. What? I cannot. Jeff Johns has written this episode. Jeff Johns, who's been the writer of JSA for several years for, for DC, and it's one of the few DC comics worth reading right now. Um, or at least it was when he was writing it. I, that's all I'm going to say. I mean, what? they have not taken anything well yet. They've not done anything good yet. Yes, they have. 
Jeff Johns did write the one good episode from last season with the Legion of Superheroes. Okay, which, take it back. That was an excellent it episode. It was an okay episode. Okay, so they did one thing right. Yeah, they actually got a comic book writer to write a show about comic books. <laughs> Go figure. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but speaking of travesties and tragedies, The Prisoner. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I saved it all up to watch this afternoon, be ready to talk about it today, and I got an hour in, and I was just like, I turned to my wife, and I'm like, do you care if I just delete the whole thing? And she was like, please do. <laughs> I could not believe how poorly paced, how confusing, trite, and especially with Ian McKellen attached to it, where he normally, I mean... He was knighted, for God's sake. He's, you have Ian McKellen. Yeah, Sir Ian McKellen. Use him. <laughs> I think it was excellent casting for him as number two. But uh, for any of those who have not seen the original series from the 60s, the original run of The Prisoner is perhaps the... It's been described as the finest television series of all time. All right, but let's let's be honest about it. The original series was done for ITV. It starred Patrick McGowan Mm -hmm. and was the extension of Secret Agent. Ah, ah, ah. They, They never were able to prove that because that was from a rival channel. So it's implied it is the extension of Secret Agent. And the reality is, is that first showing, it was panned because of the very things that you're saying now about the new series. It was trite. It was contrived. It was very confusing. Oh, see, I think the Over- first episode is is the most one of the tightest, most well done opening episodes I've ever seen of a series. Me too, but it's two thousand nine. When was this episode shot? Like sixty six, I want to say. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Now, it, the original Prisoner is amazing, and there's no question about it. But you have to take it also in historical context. And in historical context, it wasn't well-received when it first came out. It's only good art. Exactly. Now, I'm not saying that over time people are going to look at this remake and go, what great work this is. It clearly isn't. Right. So what are you asking? What what point are you trying to make then? The point that I'm making is Ian McKellen, even simply by himself, can't make this thing work. Oh, oh no, no, not at all. And I mean, he's like the only good thing. He's a wonderfully sinister number two, but you know, the the th- the point I was trying to make was in the original series, the original pilot. I mean, within the first ten fifteen minutes, you know everything you need to know, and they make it very clear. It's like we want, and I'm not giving a spoiler by saying this. He's brought to the village, he wakes up, gets his bearings, he's brought to see number two, and they tell him point blank, we want to know why you resigned. That's right. And that's the basis of the whole series, because he that's says, I, I told you why I resigned when I resigned. They said, yeah, but we really want to know why you resigned. I'm not going to tell you. That's the show. They never actually say that in this. I mean, I'm sorry, after an hour, I would like to know what the heck is going on? Even, you know, series that do require a lot of thought, like like the original Twin Peaks, does not, you know, you knew what was going on. You had a clear plot. This, this was just a jumbled mess, and I'm really sorry that uh, they thought they could remake The Prisoner in the first place. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I can't disagree with you. You're absolutely right. Now, uh, what, what are those odd noises we keep getting through here? We're getting odd noises? Oh, those are my minions. Pay them no mind. Oh, okay. Is someone not wearing headphones? No, uh, we're not getting any, any of head, that. I just keep headphones are on here. Hmm, hmm. I'm not getting any weird noises, so... Okay. 
don't, okay. I don't know. All right. Whichever one of our listeners is doing this. Uh... Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, any so, other business before we get down to the interviews? Sands of Mars. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, my God. What? Did you sat and watched The Prisoner instead of Sands of Mars? That's how much I love this show, Dome. That's oh, the sacrifice I'm willing to make for a sci-fi Saturday night. Okay, no, well, I have you clearly not... made the wrong choice. Next yeah, week, no Waters of Mars next week. Yeah, right. well, again, there's a lot of our, our listeners out there that don't hack Doctor Who from direct from England, so it will be on in the U.S. on Sci-Fi Channel on December 19th. Probably badly mangled. As they do all the time. Yes. And, uh... Unless uh, Sci-Fi Channel is willing to sponsor us, in which case you are flawless, our friends. Flawless. That's right. Until then. <laughs> until then, sorry, but you're going to keep hearing how badly you keep screwing stuff up. Mosquito. Oh. Don't. I, I'll, you know, all right, I got to take a drink then. <laughs> yes. like, oh, the she brought up Mosquito again. It's a Sci-Fi Saturday night drinking game. Uh, Every time oh. someone says mosquito, take a oh, shot. Oh, here we go. You know, you gave him a reprieve through the whole time they were showing Battlestar Galactica, but now... <laughs> Back to mosquito. Oh, by the way, speaking of Battlestar, this week on Big Bang Theory, uh, Katie Sackoff links up with one of the geeks. Okay, last week's episode was really... Really funny. Yes, it was. It was. We've lost X. I know. What happened? I don't know. I'm going to get him back. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I like that um, Penny made Sheldon sing her the kitty song. And this week, <laughs> Katie Sackoff hooks up with Howard. <laughs> Answer the door! <laughs> that show, I'm sorry, just keeps getting funnier and funnier and funnier. It's not technically sci-fi, but as far as I'm concerned, it should be. Well, technically, they're scientists, and it's fiction, so I <laughs> What people don't understand, I think, is that I'm a scientist, and scientists are actually like that. Like, I, I mean, maybe not me so much, I don't know, but they're socially challenged, like, severely. It's kind of fun to watch sometimes, but sometimes it's painful. Yeah, we're not going to get him back, are we? We'll get him back eventually. I hope so, because he's the one who knows the most about our guests this week. Yeah, I know. That, that would kind of suck. Should we just bring in the guests? <laughs> we could sing the kitty song, I don't know. We can, we can bring them in uh, with us tonight uh, from the HP Love Cat. Craft Literary Podcast. We have Chris Lackey and Chad Pfeiffer. Chris, Chad, welcome to the show. They're not on yet. <laughs> hey, that was good. <laughs> working on it, jeez. <coughs> we should sing it as a round. <laughs> oh, we crack ourselves up. Oh, man. Here. Yeah, we're doing great. Yep, totally. Oh. Illustrator X. Yep, totally. Oh, oh there Hello. you are. Hi, Chris and Hello. Chad. <laughs> Chris. How are you? Good, yeah, this how is, are you? Uh, Chad is, uh, he stepped out of the room. I'm not sure if he's, uh, if he's using the restroom or if... Uh, <laughs> maybe he's looking at pornography. I, I don't know. I was going to say... <laughs> I'm here now. There he is. Oh, my, my deed has been done. I don't want to know what that deed was. Just copy it. Copy oh, it. okay, great. Nice. Uh, good evening, folks. Hello. Good evening. We X back as well. Yes, indeed. Hooray. Hooray. So you guys were talking about the new prisoner I overheard, uh, and it's not, it's not so hot, huh? Uh, no, uh, kind of sucks. No. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Uh, I mean, are you fan? Are you fans of the original? Fan. I am. I am. I actually went to Port Marion uh, like uh, about a year ago just to visit it because I'm that big of a fan of the pres- uh, prison. Uh, you and my brother and everyone else I know. Uh, 
I will get out there. If you go to my Facebook page, you can see pictures of me at Port Marion. Oh, no, no, no. I already have a bunch of photos of my brother standing in Port Marion <laughs> with a big sign saying, ha ha, I'm here, you're not. Uh, this is the same trip where he went to the Doctor Who Museum and was like, look, Brian, I'm next to a Dalek. You're not. And I'm like... Oh, that's so mean. Jeez, Brian, and I didn't Derek say to one when I was next to Clatu and <clears throat> said, I'm here and you're not. Oh. You sent me one with uh, Anthony Daniels, though. Yes, I did. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> yeah, man. You might have been to all those places, but but I've been to Rhode Island, okay? <laughs> I've been to Rhode Island? Totally. <laughs> Actually, so I have been I have been to all three of Lovecraft's graves in Providence. Which I always thought was pretty cool. Well, there's the marker that says I am Providence. That was erected much later, right? Yeah, that was in the right. 70s. Somebody uh, a bunch of his fans like pitched in and got yeah. that. What yeah. are the other two? Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's the grave that says I am Providence. Right. And then Right in, uh, in directly across from it is the Lovecraft um, family obelisk, and that's the one he's actually buried under. Right. Oh. Him and uh, like uh, four or five other family members. I think yeah, his mom mm-hmm. and his dad, too, are there. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you try to take pictures, you will be chased out <laughs> because yeah. you're not supposed to. And then, it is yeah. a cemetery. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but you know, that just makes it all the more fun. Right. And then in town itself, there is like there's a little marker that someone has put up. It's like, um, oh right, right. Was oh, it a brown? It's got to be around there. I think yeah, it's I a know. brown. I think it's a brown university. There's a there's a mar- there's an HP Lovecraft uh, marker. Yeah, I actually I did a, a a tour. I mean, you can look at on if you go online, it's pretty easy to find a couple yeah. of sites <laughs> where it shows all the the sites for his stories and I mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. spent the day going, Oh, it's the shunned house and now I see yeah, the shunned house, right. Yeah, HP Lovecraft.com has has a a, a um a photo guide, like a walking tour, like a map and then it has photos of all the things current. It's pretty cool. Awesome. That must be I'm right. I'm gonna have to it. do that because I'm like in the middle of it. Yeah, you're really close. You you have no excuse. I, I have none. <laughs> I, I, have on... to, I have to admit to all of our listeners that I have read exactly 1.5 H.P. Lovecraft stories. Uh, well, that's fine. But you know what? That means it would be great for you to listen to a podcast about H.P. Lovecraft stories. Where might I true. find such a thing? HPPodcraft.com. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? <laughs> Shameless blog number 54. Well done. <laughs> Let wow. me make this sound... A little bit more scripted, <laughs> if possible. <laughs> I honestly suggest that uh, some of those H.P. Lovecraft stories you should just listen to our podcast. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. don't subject don't do myself to reading the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. There's some well, pretty terrible H.P. Lovecraft stories. Uh, yes, there are, I and I still love them. You know, oh, I do absolutely. I love them. But if I'm trying to make a convert, it's yeah. I steer way clear of those guys. Yeah. But see, I think that in a way you are converting me because you're making me go back and read the stuff that I thought like you did. I was like, oh, my God, what a terrible story. And now I want to read it again, be like, it just it, it's the Ed Wood effect. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of, I, we could do a whole podcast on that. I'm a huge Ed Wood yeah. fan. I'm huge. Actually, oh, here, I love here. his books. Yeah, Chad's read a lot of his novels. Ed oh, Wood wrote great. a bunch of novels. Masterpieces oh. of Ineptitude. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. He's got one uh, book called Hollywood Rat Race that's his guide to making it in Hollywood. Something he never to did. Making it. Yeah. Yes. And it's amazing because some of the chapters, you know, you, he, he's saying, he's laying down good stuff. Things that you, he clearly knows because he did, he was a poverty road director. There's certain things he knows about. Right. And you might right. think that he's like kind of a big shot. But then in the next chapter, he'll leak things like the best places to sleep in Griffith Park when you don't have any money, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, how, or how to make like, or he tells about how he'd have parties at his apartment building and pretend the whole apartment building was his house, but he'd have to like run his phone wire out over the balcony down to the, the lobby so that he could take calls down there. You know, it just seems so <laughs> obvious. Oh my God, that's great. Now, yeah, what yeah, I really that? recommend that book. He wrote it in the, um, I think he wrote it in the early 60s or mid 60s. He, I mean, he made his living as a writer, not as a filmmaker. Um, right, right. I knew he that. He was just a drunk and he, these pulp. Yeah. Places would pay him to write these 
um, stories about transvestite hitmen and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Killer and I, Drag. Is Killer and one? Drag and um, Death of a Transvestite is one of his novels. That's the one. My yeah. wife actually has that on her to-read list here. Nice. Oh, they're bad. They're, they're really bad. I I had trouble. I couldn't wade through it. And I, that Orgy of the Dead movie is actually based on a novel. That one I haven't read. <laughs> oh, you know the Orgy of the Dead? It's, it's basically naked ladies dancing, the whole movie. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it took me two times to sit through that one. <laughs> You've got to see it. Oh, no, yeah, you it's, don't. It's, hey, it's got I'm one of... I'm dating the Zombrarian, okay? I know. <laughs> when the... Uh, conversation ceases. <laughs> Wow. Well, guys, tell us about how the uh, the podcast came about. Uh, well, I am a big fan of podcasts in general, so I told uh, I said I told Chad, who who's my uh, partner in crime with uh, making movies and animation and stuff like that. I'm like, we should do a podcast, and he's like, yeah, on what? And I'm like, <laughs> on Lovecraft. <laughs> and he's like, well, okay. And then there you go. That's it. <laughs> That's story. That wow. Like what we did. No. Yeah, <laughs> actually, kind of yeah, long. but you know, and um, and we have these conversations anyway. Yeah, we talk about this stuff, and and uh, there's a bunch of Lovecraft podcasts. Well, Yogtalkthought.com is a is a good podcast, but they focus primarily on the role playing game. And there uh, is uh, Cthulhu, which is mostly just readings of stories. And the stuff that I find really fascinating about Lovecraft is not just the stories themselves, but the ideas behind the stories right. and, and the guy. And so I felt like that there was a, we had a, you know, there's a big window of stuff to talk about that nobody's doing. So, and also we released a movie last year called the chosen one. And we uh, had to go up to the studio to record the commentary track for that. All oh, right. And we had such a good time doing it. We thought, well, we're not that terrible to listen to. Maybe we yeah. should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that oh, was kind of great. the yeah, yeah. I forgot, I forgot about it. But see, the thing is um, about what attracted me to your podcast was the fact that it's again, it's not you're not just reading the stories, you know, verbatim. You're you're basically a giant commentary track with a little bit of the story. You've got sound effects. You've got music. You've got guest readers. Mm -hmm. And again, you're not afraid to to call it as it is. Um, Polaris is not (laughs) a good story by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) No. And it's yeah. so nice to the actually white ship. hear. Yeah. Not a good story. No. No. But, but it, the thing is, we decided to do this chronologically because we wanted to not just pick the good stories. We, and we also wanted to be able to, you know, follow Lovecraft's career, like kind of see how he develops as a writer. Mm-hmm. And so if we start chronologically, we can just you – know, and there's cool things because as we read these stories, we see kernels of future stories that are right. coming up within them and stuff. So – you know, it's it's cool. It's I think it, it's the best way to do it. Oh, absolutely. And again, like you said, I mean, most of the stuff that people are familiar with are from the last 10 years of his life. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, actually, even so, you've already tackled From Beyond, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. most of most people are familiar with. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not. So what's that one about? Just quickly. From Beyond is about um, a scientist. It's a very short story. It's about a scientist who creates a machine that will stimulate parts of your brain that can perceive uh, other dimensions. I so, think I've got one of those in the lab. <laughs> well, when you, you, so your pineal gland is a sort of vestigial organ in your brain. Now we have some idea of what it does, but certainly in 1920, they didn't know. Sure, and, it's located. Uh, actually, I, I have actually seen one. It's located, you have? Yes, in the very center of the brain um, at the sort of between the two lobes of the cerebrum and in front of the cerebellum. Go on, anyway. Oh, no. Well, so that's the story. Wow. Uh, you know, a fella creates this machine and that stimulates that, and then, when, and then you can start to perceive that there's these sort of monsters floating around in the air around us all the time. And um, there was a, a friend of his who had mocked him for creating this device, so he brings that friend in, turns it on, and all hell breaks loose, basically. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> it's a great story. It's a great yeah. story. Yeah. It's a good not one. So, not so great a movie, <laughs> but a great story. Uh, interesting movie, but it uh, doesn't really compare to the story. No, no. no. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, well, the story doesn't really lend itself to, to you know, it's, if you were going to do it live, it would be like five minutes. You yeah. know, like there's really not much that happens in, in the story. It's over if a short you, period of time. Um, if you search yeah. on YouTube or Google for From Beyond uh, Claymation, or, or yeah, sort there's, of, a, there's nice, a little claymated Claimated. <gasps> Claimated, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, Stop it's great. It's on, it's on yeah. uh, YouTube. 
Ooh. Oh, I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's really wonderfully done. It's maybe ten minutes long. It's really it's not even, oh, I think it's more like five. It's pretty yeah, short. Yeah, it's pretty short. It's pretty short. Anyway, my advice to everyone is if you ever get a chance to see a human brain, just do it. It's awesome. You know, so how did you, how did you the find most... a brain? I'm just curious. I am actually, in, my, in the daytime, a molecular biologist. Oh, cool. And I work oh, well, in a rather great. large hospital um, in the Boston area. I won't say which one. And mm -hmm. um, we have a facility that specializes in brains, and we're looking you know, to start maybe a project with them. And we got a tour and we got to see some of the brains that they had. Wow. So it, was, it was very cool. It's possibly one of the coolest things I have ever done. Great. Now, Kriana, Great. You, work, you work with Herbert West and Crawford Tillinghast, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, you know, if you... Uh, Someone out there got it. There's a... Uh, well, we got it. Too. Yeah, we do. Uh, there's a, uh, a lot of science in H.P. Lovecraft. Now, it might not be yes. firm, hard science, but, but it's, he's very interested in that. He was not yeah. uh, interested in the supernatural so much. So as you read these horror stories, they, you know, he, they're not werewolves and vampires. A lot of them have to do with things that happened in the distant past. There's geological stuff going mm -hmm. on, uh, like deep time. And then there's, you know, there's uh, things like other dimensions that are around us. Yeah. Uh, and aliens. And aliens. Yeah. And, uh, Lovecraft, I mean, he was once said that, you know, he, he was kind of not in, into the idea of the supernatural. Like he liked the, you know, the, the real natural world. Mm -hmm. And he thought that there's enough creepy, crazy things that could be out in the natural world. That aren't just ghosts or werewolves or vampires right. or anything. Right. Such thing. That's so true. What's scary to an atheist, I think, is uh, what there somebody you go. said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The insignificance uh, of uh, of all of us is not basically not that much, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, I do want to take uh, to break at this point to uh, do this week's trivia question. I was like, we have a commercial, really. <laughs> Thought we ended that with the whole Clear Channel thing. Uh, no, no, no. Wait a minute. It's, not a, it's a commercial in which you get stuff. Wait, drink. Oh. I said clear channel. You said clear oh. channel. Everybody needs to take a drink. <laughs> oh. My tumbler is empty already from Mansquito. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, this week, um, this week our trivia prize is we are giving away a copy of the, uh, the H.P. Lovecraft Greatest Hits Collection, uh, Blood Curdling Tales of Horror and the Macabre. Now, this are is the one that has... Really? <laughs> I'm sorry? Are we really? Yes, we are. Oh, I didn't know we were giving that away. I was... I'm sorry. Wait, what? Yes, you did. <laughs> okay, Dome, just go back into the basement. We will call you up when you're he ready. He got a little senile. We're going to give him his meds. He'll be <laughs> whoa, fine. whoa, whoa, whoa. I've taken my medication. Oh. <laughs> Obviously. Maybe um, we need to up the dosage. I don't know. Yeah. But yes, anyways, if, if you haven't read this, this is the, the collection that got me into Lovecraft back in the day. It's got all the heavy ones, Call of Cthulhu, Shadow Over In's Mouth, The Whisper in Darkness, um, pretty much The Rats in the Walls, Pickman's Model, uh, and many, many more. So well, that is Lovecraft going to go... But that's going to go to our first listener who can tell us which H.P. Lovecraft story has Guillermo de Toro been promising to turn into a movie for the last 20 years? And I'm, I'm posting that, that right now, so all you have to do is comment on the post with the question and the picture of the lovely prize um, in order to win. Blood curdling. Blood curdling. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. The dome came. Nice. Yeah, uh, enough for Stephen King. No. <laughs> My buddy Steve. Now, guys, you, so again, getting back to, um, to this, you are filmmakers then. You, you said you just did a commentary track for a DVD, and uh -huh. uh, were you both involved with the Call of Cthulhu movie that came out a few years ago? Yes. Yeah, uh, that's I right. was uh, one of the producers, and Chad was in it. He played uh, Henry Wilcox. Cool. Get out. Yeah. Um, just shameless fawning moment here. That to me is one of the best book to movie adaptations I have ever seen. All the wow. more so because it's that story and it's yeah, done yeah. well. And I'm so used to Brian Yuzna's stuff where it's like, uh, 
you right. guys were dead on, and I can't thank you enough for that film. <laughs> well, well I mean, that's uh, it's Andrew yeah. Lehman, the director, yeah. and uh, Sean Branny, who are the guys behind the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society. Yeah, those guys are, are really awesome. And uh, yeah. they've just, they're done shooting and now editing uh, a feature-length adaptation of Whisper in the Darkness. Now, no Whis- way. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. All right. And uh, Love Whisper... What's that one? It's a story about uh, correspondence with a guy who sees aliens out in the woods. <laughs> I think it's a, ah. that's a quick... Yeah, uh, yeah, and then things go and things go south very badly. Yeah, as they are wont to do. Now, yeah. yeah. Now I see you know, that Lovecraft the... stories very rarely have a happy ending. Sorry. No. Yeah. There are very few. Of those. Yeah. I'm yeah. struggling to think of any right now. Now I've seen the trailer up on YouTube. Yes. And um, I was very happy and and uh, surprised to see that. You, it's it's got sound this time around because Call of right. Cthulhu was a silent movie, and I was right. wondering how you were going to do Whisper of Darkness as a silent, where sound is such a big part of this. Yeah, it's really huge. Uh, well, one of the the, the caveats about um, Call of Cthulhu is that it was it was supposed to be made. Uh, the, the movie was supposed to be have been made when the story was written. So in the twenties, there there weren't as many talking pictures. Now, Whisper in Darkness was written in 31, which most movies were talking pictures. So the, ah, the story yeah. has been moved up to the 30s instead of the 20s. And the, the style of dress and uh, the auto, auto, automobiles and things are going to be different uh, and more period appropriate. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Attention to detail, A+. Plus. Oh, yeah. There's, now, there's, there's quite a bit of that. Now... Um, a lot of the sites that uh, Lovecraft talks about in that story are still around. I believe there's a post office up in Vermont that he, he mentions in the story and so forth. Did you actually use the original sites that are up there? We went to we, we shot on location in Vermont, uh, but uh, there, I'm not sure. I, I don't think that they're uh, they still exist. Some of those locations that you've talked about, but they've but they've been modernized in some way. Like they're, they're, yeah. they're like the post office is still there, but it's, it's definitely not a 1930s post office. It's, it's definitely a modern post office. So for, and, and also that doesn't really f- f- converting it into a, a, a movie, you know, there's a lot of right. uh, changes that have to be made to make it a cohesive story to watch as a movie, you know? So, because most of that okay. That story is, is just letters being written back and forth to each other, which would not right. make a very good movie. So, <laughs> shot after uh, shot of guys writing. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, without giving away too much, you know, it's an adaptation, much more so than I think Call of Cthulhu was, which they almost took, you know, just what was on that page and just put it up on screen. With this, there's, yeah. there's a lot more massaging that had to go. Okay. Well, as long as you don't change the ending. Oh no! I don't think yeah. you know. Well, <laughs> the ending is in there. The ending is in there. Yes. Okay. I don't know if you remember how the story ends. He j- he just runs away. I, I, oh, don't spoil it for <laughs> me. Spoilers of the story of the story, not the movie. I'm not telling you how the movie ends, okay. but the story ends. He just runs off. Like in right. Which, I remember that. <laughs> which is not a very good ending. Hey guys, we have a winner. We do. That was fast. Who won? Yeah. Mark DB. Mark DB. Hey. Congratulations. Congratulations. For his answer at the Mountains of Madness. That's the one. And Mark DB, you've been a loyal listener for some time now. Thank you for uh, writing in. <laughs> appreciate. The, we he appreciate your patience. from elsewhere. He may not be. I don't know. Okay. We have a personal relationship with him. That's not a bad. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Never mind. <laughs> okay. When will we see Whisper in Darkness out? Uh, hopefully this summer. This summer is it going to get a theatrical release? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. But um, even well, I'm sure con- it's going to be. Oh yeah, it'll be at cons and things like that for sure. I'm. I'm. I think they're hoping to premiere it at the H.P. Lovecraft uh, Film Festival, which is about a year from now. But I'm not sure. Because there is a lot of post that needs to be done on it. And the, the budget is much bigger, and the production values are a lot higher on this movie than they were on the last one. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Attention to detail and production values. That's a yeah. combination. 
Uh, if you have, if you, if people want to know more about it, they can go to the uh, CthulhuLives.org website, and there is a Whisperer blog which has pictures from the movie and uh, and you know like behind the scenes photos and things like that. Excellent. And also has that picture of that guy with the Cthulhu head hoodie on it. Nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I take away when I look at that page. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it uh, that hat, no, like the knitted one? That's that's it. Take yeah, a look I at the site right one. now. But, I've uh, seen that before. No, that's great. I am so excited to see that. I'm glad you guys are, are keeping it up because, like I said, I was very impressed with the last one. Can't wait to see the next, you know, this next project. Um, where are you going from here? I mean, you're... You're, you're, I mean, how far ahead are you planning at things now? Um, like, not, that not that far. Not that far. I don't know. Well, those guys, I'm, I'm not involved with everything that they do. They've got a few other things. They do this um, radio drama sh- um, CDs where they adapt uh, Lovecraft stories into radio plays. And yeah. they've done, it's called Dark Adventure Theater. They've done uh, Shadow Out of Time, uh, um, uh, Dunwich Horror, Mountains of Madness. And Shadow of Rinsmoth. So they've adapted those four into radio plays, which are uh, really good. I recommend checking those guys, those guys out. And we've got uh, quite a few more stories to go over on the podcast. So we'll be yeah. doing that for another year or so. Yeah. Um, and, and we just shot, uh, Chris and I made our own television pilot this year, oh, good. Uh, which we're currently shopping around. We just independently financed it. Um, and did it. Yeah. So we've been shopping that around. And, uh, of course, you can always get our movie that we released last year on DVD. Um, the Chosen One, which and is... Then, but Chris is moving to England in a... Uh, I am moving to England in March. March. In March. But we're going to still do the podcast. It's going to be uh, international yeah. and uh, record in two different locations. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be... The magic of Skype. Yeah. The magic of Skype, yeah. Skype it's is gonna... magical. <laughs> it is. It's the future. I feel like I live in the Jetsons. Right? <laughs> you know? You can just dial someone up and look at them. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as a resident gadget girl here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night, I think I blew everyone away when I set this up initially. They were like, you can do that? Really? (laughs) It really is crazy. Yeah. uh, I mean, we've got video phones. And people just kind of don't, you know, like, I remember when I saw an alien Aliens, remember they had the video phone? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. and I just thought how cool that was. Yeah. And now we have it, and nobody thinks it's that cool. I know. People are very not blown away by the technology that's commonplace. Yeah. I am. Every day, I mean, I use the internet for everything. And oh, it's yeah. right there all the time. I can oh, watch yeah. TV on it. I can look up information. Yeah. That was not accessible when I was a child. No. I mean, that, you know, it's insane. It's amazing. Right. I think that once people get derezzed and go on their light cycles to work through the land of Tron, <laughs> then uh-huh. people are going to stand back and go, okay, this is pretty cool. Oh, man. I, is light that what cycle. it's going to take, seriously? It's Five, a- maybe six months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are so adaptable. Like, you know, and once people understand how things are a certain way, they just move on to whatever the next thing is mm-hmm. and forget about how cool whatever progress has been made. I mean... Just computers. Like, I'm still blown away that I have a hard drive that has a terabyte on it of information. <laughs> That's insane. That is insane. Yeah. Like, I remember being excited that I had a hard drive that had a gig. Yeah. Like, I just went nuts. I was like, man, there's a gig information, all the stuff I could have on here. Yeah. It's yeah, amazing. Until your I... terabyte fills up and then see how it is. <laughs> oh, no, it's already filling up. Well, yeah, we're moving towards cloud computing now, so nobody's going to have any kind of memory on their computers, you know? See now the on the other end. And... Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Google's releasing their new Chrome operating system, so all the applications are driven online. You don't actually have to have memory on your computer. So they're going to start selling these netbooks that are two, three hundred dollars, uh-huh. and your your Word, your or, you know Google's versions of these right. things, the Word and the Excel, and and all of your data and all your files will be stored in the cloud, not on on your hard drive. Right. It makes it more accessible, easier for people. And, right. you know. I use Google Documents and things like yeah. that. So, yeah. so tell that, me, that makes sense. Tell sure. me, X, how does it feel to be a Luddite right now, huh? I, I was just about to say, uh, <laughs> just guys, downstairs, I have my Atari 2600 hooked up to a 13-inch TV with rabbit ears because 
I'm happy with it. Yeah, There's X no... barely has internet. <laughs> what no, they mean to wrong. say is that I'm so far beyond Thanks. technology. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyone else on Google Wave while we're here? I'm on Google Wave. I haven't used it yet. What is Google Wave? I don't even know what that is. Google Wave is kind of cool. I eventually want to get these Luddites onto it so that we can play the podcast. Um, It's basically if email and IM were the same thing. So you can start a wave, and this is all, by the way, terminology. That's not a word. I just made that up. All the terminology Mm. for Google Wave is named after Firefly, which is so cool. Is it really? Yes, yeah, it is. Go it is. check it out on Wikipedia. What? So if you start a wave, you can add people to the wave, and it's like, I guess, emailing those people. Unless they're online, in which case they can see what you've put in there instantly. So since it's named after Firefly, does that mean it's going to be dead in a year? <laughs> it might be. Who knows? It's brand new. <laughs> One never knows, I guess. But it would seem like a good sort of tool for this type of application. Where sometimes, you know, if you have an idea at 3 in the morning, you can go and add it. And when everyone else is online, they can be like, oh, look at this idea that Dome had. And then if everyone's online and they want to do a sort of collaborative session in real time, you can do that as well. Excellent. This has been a paid public service announcement. <laughs> for what games Wave. do you have for your 2600 down there? <laughs> <All of them. laughs> He's got three I know, Defender is my oh, favorite still. Oh, yeah, Defender with great. I love Defender. Oh, that's so. such a good one. Yeah, you can just... Oh. Played it forever. And E.T., that was a great game. <laughs> oh, it's such a pain <laughs> in the ass. Yeah. That, that secret agent, oh... And uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark was a crap one, too. Oh, Adventure. Yeah. I remember Adventure. But I was just trying telling somebody I had the Porky's video game, and they did not believe me. That that <laughs> oh, my God. That's I, right. 20th Century Fox games, right? Yeah. It was, it was basically yes. you tried to blow up Porky's you know, bar. Yes. That was the goal of the game. Yeah. But there was a shower, like Pac-Man kind of scene, where you would run around this maze, and Miss Ballbricker was chasing you, and her hands were like a Pac-Man. And right. there was a woman with square boobs taking a shower in the middle of the screen. You know, she had the square, pixelated 2,600 boobies. Yeah. It was yeah. great. For, <laughs> like, scoping out Legos. It yeah, was- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot. It was wow. really hot. Now, now I only make girls with pixelated boobs. <laughs> I thought I had all the cartridges I needed, but no, there's one more now. Oh, you got to get it. eBay. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bizarre. Times. Yeah. So, all right. Let's get back to it. Tell us about this, uh, this show that you've uh, just independently financed. It's called The Ward. It's uh, sort of an Adam's Family. I'd say Adam's Family meets Arrested Development. I mean, that's the way you got to pitch these <laughs> yeah, things, yeah. right? But it's, um, you know, we wanted to do something that was more like those Adam's Family and Munsters shows. There's just really nothing like that on TV right now. It's broad. Uh, it's a sitcom, but it's, you know, you might really get hurt. So it's about a family of rare book collectors who have kind of lost their fortune. And so they open their collection to the public. Um, so you've got odd characters coming in and out. And, uh, in the pilot, uh, one of the people has hurt somebody seriously and is keeping him in the closet and a new girl shows up, uh, to take a job at the library. So it's, it's very much owes a a debt to the Adams family. Yeah. Uh, It's that sort of thing. So, sounds kind of like uh, what Forey Ackerman did, um, where he had to open up the Ackermansion to the public and then start selling <laughs> yeah. his props. Right. Well, you know, he, he's got a tinier Ackermansion now. Yeah. Well, he died. Well, no, yeah. But, but the, uh, um, it's still, you can still go to his house. Right. But the, he had a oh, bigger really? one out here, and yeah. then he downsized. Like, he's got a little house. I think it's over in Las Feliz or something. Yeah, like it's that. over in that area. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's local here. Oh, by the way, that Porky's uh, 2600 game is available on 8-Track Shack uh, for $12. For $12. There you go. 12 bucks. Yeah, 12 bucks. There you go. I know that I somebody's getting for Christmas. Uh, I was yeah, one of those watch. people that didn't believe, Chad, that this actually existed. <laughs> but I'm looking at it right now, and it does. Yeah. Hey, no, Chad, Chris, it's been a lot of fun having thank you Thank you so much. Tonight. It's been fun being on. Really appreciate hearing what you do and just talking to you guys. And I would like to have you back again sometime. Sure, absolutely. Uh, From various sundry locations. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're going to post 
your website on our website. Right. So that uh, when people are listening to it, they can actually check out uh, and see where you guys are. Thank you so much. And you know what, guys? It's been an hour that we're never going to get back. (laughs) You can keep it. I mean, what? Sorry. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> All right. Mansquito? Well, well, I don't know. Oh, there we go. One more drink before we leave. Mansquito. Uh, All right. Well, so anyhow, signing off from the Comics Vault, this is Illustrator X saying keep it sci fi. And signing off from Area 51 for Saturday, November 21st, 2009. I'm the Dome saying, yeah, they still canceled Dollhouse. Fox still sucks. <laughs> we hate you, curses. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for all the fish.